This is the Young Family Podcast. All right, everybody, and welcome back to the Young Family Podcast. It is your host, E. Young, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host... The tiny baby, Carol. What's up, tiny baby, Carol? What's up, E. Young? Uh, well, tonight's episode, we're going to be talking about... We're going to do a little profile on our youngest, Riley... Uh, a new development that uh, transpired today at daycare, um, and it has to do with her terrible twos. We want to bring this up because we think that this is going to be very relatable to other people that might be enduring the terrible twos. So stick around for that. And um, really, there's there's just no way that we can avoid it at this point. We have to talk about coronavirus, don't we? Unfortunately, yes. We know that uh, Young Family Podcast might be a sanctuary uh, that you may go to to escape the everyday world, uh, and coronavirus is likely dominating uh, your day-to-day and certainly your social media timelines. But the reason why we're bringing it up is because we were asked a very, very specific question about coronavirus, and... um, they uh, asked us to talk about it on the show. So that's what we're going to do. But first, TBC, um, we got to talk about our youngest, our little girl, Riley, who is about to turn two. I feel like we've been saying that for like more than six months. I feel like I've been rounding her up to two. But she really, really is now about to turn two this month. And um, some, uh, one of the teachers at her daycare today said a very interesting thing to me, but I told you as soon as I got home. So tell the listeners, what was the new development about Riley that we learned today? So one of the teachers in Riley's class, ironically, used to be Jackson's teacher at his old school. Yeah. The one that we moved from um, almost a year ago. That's right. So another confirmation that we did make the right choice because even the teachers are getting the hell out of there. Oh, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so this new teacher is now um, kind of like a, I would say like almost like a fill-in. She kind of fills in around the school where needed. That's a good point. Yeah, she is. And today, I guess like she is more or less in Riley's classroom right now because one of Riley's uh, main teachers are on vacation and, and she kind of brought to our attention that Riley is not the same as Jackson. Right. Now, obviously. No well, so she said that to me at pickup today. Right, and no one expects for your children to be the same. Right. Obviously, everyone has their own personalities. So, you know, Eric and I have been conversing about the differences of Riley. We talk from time to time. She is, like, Jack and Riley, if you're listening in 20 years, we love you, baby girl, but this is real life. (laughs) And right now, you are putting us through the ringer. She is a little sassy pants. Yeah. She um, has a little bit more attitude. She um, is a little bit more curious, a little bit more ballsy. 
a little bit of a shit disturber, if you will. I have long suspected that she just hit her terrible twos early. Very early, and it seems to be lasting very long, and she's not even two yet. Even though it can happen before you're two, yeah. I do feel that she is, like, in it. But I think that, yeah, that's the thing, because as soon as she kind of emerged from just, like, the chilled-out baby phase, she immediately went into this new form of Riley, and it's it's kind of horrible because she is just extreme and again we know that we we're attributing this mostly to the stage of life that she is in uh but she is extremely prone to tantrums um and the other thing about this phase that she's in right now is whereas with jackson at this age where i felt like i could make eye contact with him and speak with him almost like like on his level but as an adult um and get through to him riley um is so prone to hysteria that um there is not that ability to create eye contact or for me to get the impression that anything that i am saying to her is registering so basically this child i feel like against my will is just kind of flailing in the wind developmentally because she is just for one reason or another not really getting the guidance from her parental unit that we want to be like getting across to her at least that is the challenge so anyway so we've long suspected that um riley is definitely more of a handful than jackson ever was but then carolyn at daycare every day we ask at pickup, how was Riley? Because we're expecting for them to say that she karate chopped every one of her classmates in the face. And then what do they say every single day? She's good. She's fine. My good day. Good day. Ate well, slept well. I'm like, yeah, nothing. Nothing. And so then we finally got <sighs> Yeah, like, I mean a, a little bit of like a different report. And it and I think that it came from this teacher because she had that unique experience of um being able jackson being able to see jackson and riley at similar ages and then she remembered and then compared the two and then made that little comment to me i being the inquisitive mind that i am i asked her could you tell me more about that because that was kind of a little bit of a harmless like you know comment and most parents might have just brushed it off but I, you know, since I've always suspected that Riley is a lot different and a lot more challenging than than uh, Jackson ever was, I go, tell me more. And so, uh, do you remember what I told you that she said? She's active? Actually, yeah, that's exactly what she said. So, she she's was... She's, like, more active? Yeah, but, <laughs> but then I asked her, could you explain more about that? Because she clearly was trying to you know uh utilize I mean, euphemism walking with a fine line yeah sure. she didn't want to offend me right and and which i'm not offended i want to know i want to know like real reports yeah because like if we need to check her her attitude, attitude or sass yeah then it's things that like now i'm like diligently working on because normally i thought she was like this like perfect child at school but then maybe like a little bit sassy with us but now but that now, now that she's like a little sassy at school, I really 
want to nip this in the bud before it kind of goes into like I'm, a downward spiral. I'm so glad that now we had this very unique opportunity to have an impartial third party weigh in on the situation and then finally tell us the truth. So she goes, she's active. I'm like, come on. <laughs> You're not going to offend me. Give me examples. Like, what do you mean? And so then she's like, okay, so that little girl over there, we purposely keep the two of them separated because as soon as they come together over like any sort of like a toy or an item of any kind, they immediately start fighting. Like, that's horrible. Like physical, <laughs> like just they, they are going at each other, um, which I can totally see Riley doing that. <laughs> I mean, she I didn't think she did it at school, but now we know she does. She needs to get better about sharing. And they also, that she just like, like if somebody either takes a toy or if she doesn't get what she wants, she kind of has these like tantrums or um, like meltdowns or she will like hit or push. And that really makes me so sad because part of the reason is maybe something that we are doing. And I feel sad that we have somehow encourage this behavior i don't know yeah. like i don't because like jackson is like the complete opposite and i can't tell <laughs> if it's like things that we are doing or if it's because she's the second child or if it's because she's a girl or if it's because it's like her stage of life because i don't remember jackson being like this like you know back when he was around this age so one of the points that i wanted to bring it up was really to see if any of our listeners wanted or could give insight yeah do you have experiences with this um is this just a stage you know what could we be doing better you know i don't know i mean you know just to weigh in with my own two cents um i think that it's all of the above it's everything that you just listed because you know, I mean, just people in general are comprised of both nature and nurture, right? And I kind of think that in this situation, um, both of those elements might be going against us and Riley right now. So number one, the nurture situation. Yeah, uh, Riley is going to be a little bit more of a wild card because she is a second child. So she has never received undivided attention. And, it, and I mean, so she just got less guidance from two parents uh, and so that is going to, you know, result in a little bit of a different upbringing. But then number two, the nature side of things, one person, despite their upbringing, for instance, even if Riley were the only child, right, or our firstborn, because of her personality, you know, and the way that that is uh, comprised, she might have still been this way just because that's the way that her personality is and the way that she naturally is. And so I do think that there's a little bit of both going on or a lot of bit of both. Uh, but like TBC said, we definitely want to, we are airing this dirty laundry right now because we want to hear what the listeners have to say. This is uh, your opportunity to, uh, you know, to counsel us on uh, terrible twos, second child syndrome, uh, a child that's misbehaving in a daycare situation. A, a little girl. A little girl. So uh, give us what you got. Let us know. Hit us up. Young Family Podcast. We need some free assistance. I'm sorry. What did I say? Youngfamilypodcast at gmail.com. Right. I'm just yelling words right now. I'm not even giving proper email addresses. But Young Family Podcast 
at gmail.com. So let us know what you think about this situation or how it relates to something similar that you went through because I think all of those experiences will help us out. TBC, shall we take it to the outside world? (coughs) Gross. Let's do it. All right, everybody, and welcome to the outside world. Um, this segment is gonna be about coronavirus. Shocker! Um, we we have to talk about it. Um, it. Probably it was time that we address it in the first place. And then uh, we recently received a correspondence from a listener, where they asked us a very specific question about it. Before we uh, go into what that question was, though. Um, we'll just briefly recap. This is not even from a specific article. This is from multiple news sources, but these things wound up just being brought to my attention as I was driving home tonight. All right. All of this news is happening so fast and it may even be different by the time that you, uh, uh, wind up hearing this episode. Um, but this evening basically, or today, the, the two major developments were, that we have the uh, 30-day travel ban on Europe, not England, right? Or not the UK. Uh, but you are not going to Europe right now from March 11th for and, uh, th- for uh, 30 days from now. And, um, and then that the NBA, the National Basketball Association, wound up canceling the rest of its season because one of the players tested positive. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I just thought that um, there was like enough uproar by the players that they didn't want to like play in an empty stadium. Well, that's what they were going to do. And I think that that's what they're doing with uh, March Madness, which is the huge um, collegiate basketball tournament that happens obviously every year in March. Uh, So I think that they're just going to play to empty stadiums. I really tried to um, not like try to get into the whole like media hype mm-hmm. because it is literally everywhere. I mean, I listened to a radio show in the morning. They literally talked about it, Eric, for like three hours straight. The listeners were like, stop talking about it. Right, and they yeah. were like, this is like all over the news. Like there was like literally nothing else that we can talk about. I mean, it's, um, listen, it, it, it's funny because it's in like the proper name of the virus, but like, it's just so novel like so many things are going to be happening now that have never really happened before and i know that this is kind of like weird and or possibly lame but like just you know the basketball games that are going to be played to empty stadiums or arenas like like that's just so weird like that's going to be something that like a picture of that is going to be something that you know 40 50 years from now is going to be like the picture that encapsulates 2020 and the coronavirus scare or pandemic you know um well and like there's like pictures of you know empty shelves of soap and hand sanitizer and people are running out of toilet paper and right i mean but you know that that happens in other natural disasters so i mean there's there's just some very very like you know, unique kind of precautions that are going to be taken for this. A lot of cancellations, a lot of big events that like normally happen in the springtime that are not going to be happening. Um, you know, so, um, it, it, but 
you know, the, the whole idea here is that if um, the human population limits its convergence, right, if we're not all getting together all the time for conferences and concerts and, and sporting events, then that's going to limit the spread. So that's the idea. No, you know what, also what's going to limit the spread? Talk to me. Wash your hands. I mean, who's not washing their hands? Actually, a lot of people don't wash their hands. Funny, funny little tip, Eric. Okay. Today I was at um, the spa getting a massage. All right. Well, I'm glad you're living your best life through this pandemic. Listen, you can't stop life, Eric. Yeah. Well, I mean, so they're, you got to do They you. have like all these signs, right, about like the flu and coronavirus and okay. like preparation and hygiene procedures. Okay. This little thing says that 97% of people don't wash their hands adequately. Okay, I can see that. 97%? That's almost 100. <laughs> yeah, that is true. That means only 3% of people, that means out of 100 people, only three people wash their hands correctly? Okay, but, you know, the the adequate hand washing is like 20-something seconds. I will admit, first of all, I've always washed my hands. Right. But now that this coronavirus is here... I have started to wash my hands according, you know, the the, the, the quote unquote the right way, right. and it is twenty seconds is a long time. It's a wicked long time. But I've been like trying to like make it into a fun game. Now my hands are completely like raw and dry. I know because I can all imagine the soap and hand sanitizer that I've been like pumping all over my well, body. Well, you gotta moisturize, dear. I am. Mo- listen, I moisturized too late in the game. Now I'm trying to like play catch up with my hands. But I know you probably feel like you know, and bless your heart. But like that, you're not gonna catch the coronavirus. The harder you scrub, so I can. I don't scrub hard. I'm I, just like this. Are you? Like, oh my, my hands. god! Have you seen your hands? <laughs> you were just complaining. They're scabs. You've you've worn them down to the nubs. <laughs> They're not that bad. But They're I nubs. work in a very um, populated. Yes. A place of it's of a work. high traffic public place, and I have chosen to just take all the precautions I can, as you because should. that's all I can do. So we were going to get into the question, but all my my little um, PSA to everyone is: wash your hands a little bit longer, mm-hmm. um, soap and water, and and call, go get a call, massage. Call, well, <laughs> low blow. <laughs> wow, <laughs> not a low blow, just kind of out of nowhere but obviously <laughs> massages are amazing when when you can yeah treat yourself just because there's a virus out there doesn't mean you shouldn't treat yourself okay so on that question eric the um, or on that statement you're correct more or yes less. let's uh, so the the question that was asked of us specifically was would the young family take a cruise right now yeah because they are like giving them away you remember like, airlines are cheap hotels are cheap you have cruises that are basically free you have i mean basically travel at your fingertips remember the other night we were watching tv and then i think it was like a pretty nice cruise line norwegian maybe that i saw a television ad for them and then at the end they flashed open bar included and i was like Huh, that's funny. And I mentioned it to you because it's like, I've never seen a Norwegian television ad, right? Or a Norwegian cruise line television ad. 
and and then especially for like the open bar like i know normally you pay a lot more for that i'm like included and i was thinking ah well you know they include that into the ticket price and everything but now i'm piecing everything together and i'm like no that was like their marketing department reading the writing on the wall and trying to get ahead of this thing and they're like we need to like promote because we're going to be hurting real soon so the question remains, would we take a cruise right now? TVC, I can't wait to hear your answer to this question. No. All right. Not surprised. Why? So I've been doing some thinking about this, and obviously it is very um, inviting to take a cruise when the, the, the costs are low. You could just wash your hands a lot the whole time. Yes. Have a great time. And drink all that I want. You got the boat to yourself. But here's my problem. My problem is that a lot of the cruise ships of people who have um, the virus, basically the entire boat has been like sent to their room, like jail. Mm -hmm. And then you have to basically just like wait until they say that you can get out of the oh, room. Oh, you mean like the uh, the quarantines? Yeah, but right. like the whole boat is being quarantined, not right. just like the people who are infected. So you don't think it would be kind of like one of those scenarios where like any of the boats that are out there now would have to be the ones that like are really, really clean and like now would actually be the safest time to be on a cruise disease wise. Well, I mean, almost they, like how it's it's safest to fly after there's like an incident, right? You know how like the security is like extra good. Yeah, you know? I mean, I guess I, I see like where you're going with this, but I'm, I'm just like, it's like it takes two to 14 days to to start having symptoms, right? And although the cruise could be fun, and I think that there are pros, because it's like, obviously, you don't want to, like, stop living your life. I mean, just, like, take, you know, vitamin C, wash your hands, you know, get good rest, blah, 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 blah. So, but at the same time, I just, I would not want to be stuck on a cruise ship, especially in my room, like, on, like, a worst-case scenario. So uh, I would err on the side of caution of just, like, uh, like, like the worst-case scenario is not worth it for me. Right. But Especially it, with kids. My God. Could you imagine? Can you imagine being in that small room with two kids? I mean, that would be some form of, like, exotic torture. Torture. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That, uh, with Riley, too. <laughs> <laughs> See the... <laughs> the first section of this episode to know what we mean. Um, so, yeah. So, so um, I as well would not take a cruise right now because personally, I am in favor of the anti-convergence policy of communities, individuals, countries on every scale, uh, up and down, you know, the, the ladder. Uh Whoever you are, wherever you are, I think it's just a smart thing that everyone just kind of chill for a little while. Because in addition to proper hygiene, like you pointed out, I think that it couldn't hurt for us to all just kind of relax for a little bit, not converge as much. So a cruise, obviously, is the uh, the opposite of that. That's everyone coming together, having a good time Although, in close, I, close quarters. I think that they are trying to keep it 
like cruise ships are very clean and they are doing like every step that they can to right. do it. No, I, but still, for me, I agree exactly with what you said. Just for a little while. Yeah. I mean, and it's gonna I, blow over. Oh jeez, I hope so. Yeah. I mean, so um, so to, the, this is the way that I would answer this listener specifically. I would not go on a cruise right now, but you know what I would do? I would go cruise shopping. I would definitely be taking advantage of the deals right now, because what do you mean, like in like the future, so like book it for like six months out or like oh, a year sure. out? Oh, for sure. Because even after this blows over, all tourism is gonna is still gonna be hella cheap, because it's it just the economy in general is gonna be reeling. You know what I mean? The whole global economy is gonna go down, not down completely. And I'm sorry if any of this is coming off as fear mongering, but. Uh, you know the, the the global economy has uh, uh, you know taken a hit, and of course the first industry that suffers from that is tourism because that's just it's extra. That's extra, right? So as we are all as the the economy is bouncing back, tourism is you know one of those industries that's kind of like hey we're uh, still open for business here and we're looking for people that are ready ready to take a trip. So, I mean, I think that people that have travel plans for the month of May so far have not been impacted in any way. We don't have travel bans out that far, um, you know, so it, pretty much like those people are still waiting. So it's like, dude, if you jump on that Norwegian website right now and you can scoop some hot deals. Not like, only Norwegian, literally every cruise whatever, line. Whatever, yeah, the, the best cruise line you could think of. Go on their website, scoop something for May or beyond, and like live it up. I even saw that there's like round trip fare to like Hawaii is like two hundred dollars. Maybe we should be looking into this. <laughs> um, you know, you make a really good point when Carolyn's speechless, but. Um, <laughs> So anyway, so that's my deal. I'm not going on a cruise right now. And I think like the, the best way to sort of like imagine the scenario would be if somebody handed us tickets right now and they were like, your entire family of four, we've got everything all sorted for you. Here it is, a four-day trip to the Bahamas. I'd probably still politely decline. And, um, but I would definitely advise looking for deals right now. And I think that you could go probably in a couple of months with that TBC. Shall we wrap up today's episode? Yes. Um, TBC, why don't you tell everyone where they can find us online? You can find our podcast at bit.ly slash young family podcast. It does all have to be lowercase in order to get there, but it will bring you to um, all of our podcast platforms. To buy our book, you can go to bit.ly slash buydreambook, also all lowercase. And if you want to email us, feel free to email us at youngfamilypodcast at gmail.com. We are desperately seeking for advice for our daughter who is going through this sassy pants stage. Mm. And uh, may as well let us know what you would do as far as uh, cruising during the coronavirus uh, pandemic. So uh, certainly hit us up about that as well. And um, 
Yeah, I mean, uh, TBC, you said it, Soul Sister. So with that, uh, we're going to wrap it on up on behalf of the TBC and myself. We are saying deuces until next time. And bye. bye. Podcast. This is the Young Family Podcast.